WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Roughly 8% of UAW members stopped work at the big three auto plants in Michigan, Ohio, and Missouri Friday after their contracts expired and no agreement could be reached. The talks continued throughout the weekend and resumed today. UAW President Sean Fain appeared on CBS's Face the Nation and said the pay of the company's CEO is, is unfair. It's insulting that a CEO gets on air this la- in the last few days and says that her $29 million salary is justified by her performance. No, yeah. it's not. It's justified by the performance of the worker on the backs of the workers and by paying them poverty wages. Fain's focus on CEO pay is part of a growing trend of labor unions citing the wealth gap between workers and the top bosses to bolster demands for better pay and working conditions. The Jobs for Michigan's Graduates program in southwest Michigan has received a $15,000 donation from Lions Industries. Youth Solutions Deputy Director Sonia Blanzi tells us the Dwozhak Company presented a check to Youth Solutions today. She notes that Lions Industries President Lance Lyons has been a supporter of Jobs for Michigan's Graduates for years. The program started 11 years ago in Benton Harbor and has since grown to cover Barry and Cass and Van Buren counties. We've increased that number to over 750 youth in the Tri-County area and nearly 4,500 youth statewide. So for 11 years, JMG has achieved 90% graduation rate and helped youth gain the skills, knowledge, and experience they'll need in college and, and careers after. Glancy says the check presentation today was a chance for Youth Solutions to thank Lance Lyons. We were able to meet with Lance and and some of the staff there at Lions Industries and see just their really cool facility and just talk with Lance and the staff there. Blancy says the Jobs for Michigan Graduates program kicked off its annual fundraising campaign, Build the Future, on August 22nd. It'll continue for 15 weeks. Individuals and businesses that would like to contribute can do so at ouryouthsolutions.org slash donate. Checks have been presented to three fire departments as part of the 9-11 Hero Climb held at St. Joseph High School last week. Boss Services organized the event, calling on participants to climb the 2071 stadium stairs in remembrance of New York City first responders who sacrificed their lives on 9-11. Boss co-owner Jeff Street tells us he was in the Marine Corps when 9-11 happened. He remembers he was buffing a floor at his base when word came of the first plane hitting the World Trade Center. You know, everybody was like, oh, that's crazy. And then when the plane hit the second tower, they said, this isn't crazy. This is a terrorist attack. So then all the military bases went on lockdown immediately. So they all sent us back to our rooms. So we'll let you know when we find out what's going on. Until then, you're in your room. We'll call you if we need you. All the proceeds from the Hero Climb were intended for fire departments. Street says it raised $9,000, and the company presented checks of $3,000 each to the fire departments in Benton Township, St. Joseph Township, and St. Joseph today. Street says his grandfather's a retired firefighter from Benton Township, and he always wanted to be a firefighter. However, he thinks a lot of people don't really think of first responders until they need them. The money donated to the three fire departments today will be used to buy gear. The Michigan Department of Health and Human Services is asking residents of Bangor, Hartford, Watervliet, and nearby townships to join the new Michigan Chemical Exposure Monitoring Project. The MyChem Project is the first statewide effort to gather data on the amount of certain chemicals in the blood and urine of Michiganders, including lead, mercury, and PFAS. The department says people can come into contact with those chemicals through what they eat and drink, products they use at work and in their environment. The MyChem Project team has used a statistical method to randomly select households in different areas, including Van Buren County, to take part. 
Residents in the areas of Bangor, Hartford, and Waterville will receive invitations to participate in the next few weeks. Any adult who receives an invitation in the mail from the State Health Department should follow the steps in the invitation to sign up. One adult per household to be selected in participation will result in a $65 gift card. We'll have a link to more information at our website. Congressman Bill Heisinger says the impeachment inquiry authorized by House Speaker Kevin McCarthy last week into President Joe Biden is needed for Congress to get information as it investigates Hunter Biden. Heisinger notes this is not an actual impeachment, but a look into whether there should be an actual impeachment. He says federal agencies in some cases have not been cooperative with the Hunter Biden investigation. What an official inquiry does is it is legally more compelling for these governmental agencies to cooperate and turn documents over. And this is actually the exact same process that Speaker Pelosi had implemented with the original first impeachment of Donald Trump. Heisinger says that the impeachment inquiry puts more pressure on federal agencies to be transparent. He doesn't know what will be discovered, but says the inquiry needs to happen. The Benton Harbor Arts Association will hold the Fall Art Hop this Friday in Benton Harbor's Arts District. The association's Scott Gain tells us they hold art hops each year to connect people with all the artists and businesses active in the Arts District. The idea behind it is to introduce local artists and creators and musical acts to the downtown Benton Harbor Arts Association or Arts District. It also, as we feature during the art hop, we feature those artists and creators and the various businesses around the district. Gaines says the Arts District businesses will be holding special events during the Art Hop Friday. Citadel Dance and Music Center, they have live music and students. Water Street Glassworks is doing a glass pumpkin patch glass boat blowing event. Delivery has an artist and the beer garden's open. Gaines also notes there will be live rooftop music. The Art Hop kicks off with a history tour of downtown Benton Harbor offered by the Morton House. And then the Arts District events will run from 6 to 9 p.m. Friday. We'll have a link to more information on our website. And the Board of Directors of the Van Buren Conservation District has appointed a new director for the organization. Emily Hickmott will take the position effective October 1st. She's currently the Deputy Administrator of the district. Hickmott started with the group in 2018 as the Recycling Coordinator. The Van Buren Conservation District says she's worked to expand recycling education and access, support the agricultural community, and address landowner concerns. In her new role, she'll oversee the staff and lead efforts to meet conservation challenges. The board says Hickmott embodies the mission of the Conservation District. The district is preparing to mark its 80th anniversary next year. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. With just 12 days to go until a potential government shutdown, House Republicans appear to remain divided on how or even if a deal can be reached to keep the government's lights on past the September 30th deadline. ABC's Jay O'Brien has more from the Capitol. Two factions in the House Republican conference came to agreement on a temporary funding measure that has a lot of partisan Republican red meat in it as well. And even that, that is not likely to pass the Senate, but there's a question of if it, if it would even pass the Republican-controlled House. There are 10 Republicans right now in the House who have said they're not going to vote for this CR, this continuing resolution, to keep the doors of the federal government open. Americans held for years in Iranian custody walked arm-in-arm off a plane into freedom today. Monday's release was part of a painstakingly negotiated deal between the U.S. and Iran. 
The U.S.-Iran prisoner swap saw the Biden administration agree to the release of nearly $6 billion in frozen Iranian assets owned by South Korea. Despite the release, tensions remain high between the U.S. and Iran over Tehran's nuclear program and other matters. The Iranian president suggests the deal could be used to build trust with the U.S., but the exchange has unfolded during ongoing disputes between the two rivals and an American military buildup in the Persian Gulf. The five uh, detained U.S. citizens include an oil executive, a businessman, and a conservationist. ABC's Karen Travers has more from President Biden. President Biden on Monday morning held what the White House called an emotional phone call with the families of the American citizens returning home from Iran. The White House says the plane carrying the Americans has left Doha, Qatar. They're now traveling en route to the Washington, D.C. area to be reunited with their families. In a statement Monday, the president celebrated their release, saying they had endured years of, quote, agony, uncertainty and suffering, but are now finally coming home. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. The auto workers' strike against Detroit's Big Three is its fourth day today. There were no signs today of an early breakthrough that might end the strike, and the United Auto Workers have threatened to escalate their walkout against Ford, GM, and Stellantis. President Biden is sending his acting labor secretary and another top aide to Detroit this week to see if they can what they can do to bring the two sides together. An administration official says acting labor secretary Julie Sue and senior aide Gene Sperling won't be mediators. They won't be at the bargaining table, but they will try to help in any way the union and the companies think is constructive. Meanwhile, the UAW met with carmaker Stellantis today after talks with GM and Ford over the weekend, but the union says the strike will go on until its workers get what they're demanding. More from ABC's Dave Packer. Nearly 13,000 United Auto Workers members spending their fourth day on the picket lines. Striker Stephen outside the Ford Assembly plant in Wayne, Michigan. We just want our cut of the pie. That's all we want. That cut of the pie would be a 40% raise, says the union, just like the one the CEOs of Ford, GM, and Stellantis got. Also on the picket line, fellow striker Marcel Edwards, who says it's about today's and tomorrow's jobs. We're in here for not just the legacy, but we're in here for new workers also. Automakers with the big three and talks through the weekend and into Monday with the UAW to reach a deal. Dave Packer, ABC News. Donald Trump is facing political blowback within his party for his comments about abortion. The former president said on NBC's Meet the Press that the Florida ban on abortions at six weeks of pregnancy signed by Governor Ron DeSantis was a, quote, terrible mistake. The country's largest anti-abortion organization, which backs a national ban at 15 weeks of pregnancy, released a statement saying anything less restrictive makes no sense. Another anti-abortion leader said Trump had, quote, abandoned the pro-life movement. So far, the former president has dominated the 2024 field while at times spurning anti-abortion groups. Investigators are trying to figure out why a 29-year-old man who's now under arrest allegedly ambushed and killed a Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputy on Saturday. ABC's Alex Stone is more from L.A. An emotional Los Angeles County Sheriff announcing the arrest of accused deputy killer Kevin Salazar, a 29-year-old who investigators focused in on after tips came in. He was arrested following an hours-long standoff. Sheriff Robert Luna saying it's unknown if Deputy Ryan Clinkenbrumer was targeted because he was law enforcement, but that it's a risk all police know is out there. And in this case, Ryan's family... We'll never see him again. Salazar is now booked into jail as investigators work on a motive for the killing. Alex Stone, ABC News, Los Angeles. British police say they've received a sexual assault allegation after media outlets published claims against comedian Russell Brand. Promoters have scrapped the remaining dates in a string of live gigs by Brand after the allegations, which he denies. Four women told the Channel 4 television documentary in the Times and Sunday Times newspapers that Brand assaulted them. 
London's Metropolitan Police Force said that after the allegations were published, it had received a, quote, report of a sexual assault, which was alleged to have taken place in Soho in central London in 2003. That's three years before the earliest of the alleged assaults reported by the media outlets. And Brand denies all the claims, saying his relationships were, quote, always consensual. And Bill Maher is the latest talk show host reversing course and not restarting his show amid the Hollywood strikes. More from Jason Nathanson. Bill Maher is joining Drew Barrymore, Jennifer Hudson, and The Talk in walking back their decisions to start making their talk shows again while their WJ writing staffs remain on strike. On social media, Maher writes that his decision to return to work was made when it seemed like there was no end in sight to the strike. But now that both sides have agreed to go back to the table, he'll delay the return of Real Time on HBO. The writers in Hollywood studios will start talks again on Wednesday. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood.